Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Welcome in, everyone. Thanks so much. Start of a great week. Back at uh, home base. And thanks for the confidence on uh, Saturday as we were battening down the hatches and coming back from the store. I started to get these emails, texts, and everything else. What are you going to do about William Penn? I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't have a source on this one. Listeners had it first. I'm not sure the original one who flagged this ridiculous, we would like to have public comment, not that we're going to follow what you're going to say about this, as we move William Penn, of all people, out. So I'm starting to see it bubble up nationally. And is there something in the water, first of all, here in Philadelphia? It's Rizzo. It's Kate Smith. Of course, Columbus, we restored him. And William Penn, out of those four, arguably, I guess, you know, at least on reputation, you could say Columbus was the worst. I think Kate Smith is the best of the four. They put a black bag over her head. The flyers. What is up in this place that this has happened? Well, what's up is you have a very radical individual. It's going to expose this. It heads up the Interior Department, who is Native American. Her daughter is involved with all kinds of severe radical elements, and the mom apparently ushers the way for it. And apparently, according to some news accounts, the head of the National Park Service also claims to be part Native American. So that's one explanation. The other, the other part of this, though, is it's insatiable on the left. Now, this is an odd choice, though, particularly here in Philadelphia with William Penn. I could see them sitting around and thinking, well, and the argument some of their, some of their sycophants on Twitter are making to me. Why are you getting so upset? No one goes to this park. It's at Second and Samson. You guys are always making a big deal. They're taking down the man's house. And I just want to know, over at Penn Charter, Quaker School, liberals, progressives, are they going to be telling people today, William Penn Charter School? Are they just going to put Penn up there like, you know, not only that, there's Penn. There's the University of Pennsylvania. I almost forgot about that. What the hell are we going to call our state, Tom? Yeah, Sylvania. Woods. Sylvania. Penn's Woods. Just Sylvania. Woods. I think Josh Shapiro ought to be asked that question. The Inquirer, only about an hour ago, finally gets the story. They got 5,000 people working over there. You have Dan, me, and the listeners. Okay? So we're going to have on uh, Brian Cutler, who is the Republican leader in the House of Representatives at 1230. By the way, we'll cover and give commentary because there's a lot of space with Joe Biden. I'll be able to get in there. 
He's on the uh, white supremacy tour, and today he's going to the Mother Emanuel Church, where we had that horrific uh, mass shooting in 2015. The angle is 2015, mass shooting, 2016, Donald Trump, connection, racial hatred, and it continues. It's amazing the January 6th stuff, how far they've gone with that. We got a lot on that today. But already Cutler has up a memorandum. And this guy had an interesting note that when it was sent to me, Dan, he said that, uh, well, this ought to get attention on William Penn. After all, we were so hell-bent to get the resolu- uh, resolution in before the end of the term honoring Taylor Swift. And this resolution says about William Penn, The Penn Treaty with the Native Americans and called Indians was historic. It was the only one of its kind. In fact, we have a whole neighborhood and we have a park over in Fishtown, of all places, do the hipsters know that, called Penn Treaty, which is a big deal. So how in the world can you go after William Penn? I mean, Columbus, it's one thing, you know, Rizzo, of all people, yeah, they said, that. I love it. You know, by the way, the only one, <laughs> the most amazing, Rizzo's still in a league of his own. They set fire to his statue. <laughs> you know, and most times they try to knock it down, right? <laughs> they put scalping up. They're starting to tear the thing down. You know, they do something like that. Him, they set on fire. It was too big to pull down. It's enormous. <laughs> and will the William Penn statue then be put in the set? Warehouse is getting crowded with Rizzo and... Uh, and others that are Kate Smith. That the Kate Smith is the most abysmal. That woman was as good as it gets. So, what is it about? Well, at the height of this happening with all the Confederate generals, okay, we made the point. It's not about the Confederate generals persuading. Let me make an unusual point that I say all the time to these people. It's their fun, also. They're insatiable. They they just like to do this stuff. So they're going to take pen out. And they say that will allow more space there at this park for Native American uh, stuff. I've been there. It's a whole wide open thing. There's one statue of Penn. They could put in hundreds of them. They consult it with all these Native American tribes. And they don't call them tribes. They call them nations. So now they're, if they want to be a separate nation, why are we taking advice from other nations? Is Iran going to have something to say about William Penn next? I, I just... <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but this park is just pavers, right? It's yes, just like it's yes. a bunch of concrete in a yes. big square with a statue of William yes. Penn, right? Yeah. So why, why, if, I, I think it does need to be redone. It's an ugly park, but it keep is. William Penn there. I mean, bring yeah. some Native American statues in as well. Put like, in a they bunch can coexist. of coexist. Yeah, exactly. Take some notes from your bumper sticker you'll love so much. Yeah. So um, the woman doing this is radical. The guy that's doing the National Park, the National uh, Park Service. This is a very, very arrogant group of people over at Independence Hall and all over. That, that's my experience with them, okay? And once they get in there, their version of history now is going to be expanded. Here's the key factor about uh, William Pendo. I put this up on Twitter. There was a lot of response. We see the First Amendment under, the, under attack, particularly the religious aspect, the worship aspect of the First Amendment. William Penn is the face of that, coming here to uh, get religious tolerance and setting up a very tolerant uh, society here. Yes, I've said this on many occasions. When are they going to go after William Penn? He had slaves. 
He didn't like the indentured service, how they uh, servants, how they worked over in Pensbury. Yeah, that was his homestead. So true, but they're not going after him on this. They're going after him to be more inclusive by taking him out and putting more Native Americans in and more accurate, their version of history. They're going to say it's all a big lie. There wasn't this treaty. They're what? They have to do that. And they don't care about the significance of this man. Now, my buddies over at the Faith and Discovery Museum over there at Fifth and Market, they uh, should be thrilled today. It should put them on people on a flock there. Remember, we did William Penn's birthday party, and I had to interview William Penn there. Uh, <laughs> How'd that happen? That's uh, it was impressive. Like, yeah, no, it was impressive. You know, yes. you could summon the dead. One of my all-time uh, great interviews. <laughs> yeah, he has a standard line, uh, you know, how come you look good for being dead for 400 years, whatever it was? And he said, palm olive soap, or palm olive soap. <laughs> he said it constantly. And he was about 6'3". I don't know if William Penn was or not. But the whole point of that museum is how religion played such an important part in the founding and the very idea of this country. So, of course, collateral damage, they'd want to take a William Penn out. But with this, they're shoving him aside to give more space to Native Americans. I mean, who cares if you want to give more space to Native Americans? You can do that all over the place. I don't care. Why do you have to take out Penn, though? Well, that's because this is an insatiable movement. Now, it just started over the weekend, but already Fox and places like that are on it. And people are saying, well, why are you making such making a big deal? This is the first guy that the entire state is named after. University of Pennsylvania. Now, would I settle to take the uh, Penn statue out if the University of Pennsylvania had to change its name? Yes, I would. That would be a fair trade. I'll negotiate the piece right here. <laughs> they got to get rid of their name. How about Penn Charter? Bunch of progressives over there. Uh, in uh, They're not in Germantown. They're on the border of it. How about the big statue on top of City Hall? Yes, that's the biggest. The Inquirer right away writes, there will be no removal of the statue. Whoa, wait a minute. Why is that not under discussion? If this is okay, how can we live in a city with that giant statue of William Penn looming down over top of all? Oh, my gosh, Dom. Everywhere you're in the city, if you look towards the skyline, you might be offended. Yes, exactly. And then, as I mentioned, there's Penn Treaty Park. There's probably a bunch of other Penn... I know there's a Penn Street in Germantown. What's the Department of Transportation going to call themselves? Yeah, that's exactly right. So there are a million uh, places this is going to go. But uh, it's it's stunning to see it. It's all part of the game plan. And again, Pennsylvania, a huge swing state. Uh, Now, the Inquirer says uh, in their piece, this is angering Republican leaders. It's not angering them. They think this is okay based on what? Well, wait a minute. Why should we have Penn there when he was already on top of City Hall? Oh, wait a minute. Why are we moving these statues? What is it about? I give you two big reasons. And I remember having Dan Bill O'Reilly on. And he and I, he started making the point, it's not just about the Confederate generals. It's not just about Frank Rizzo or Columbus. It's about the foundation of the country. That's what's under attack. That's one. But two, these are losers that get off, not by building stuff up, but by tearing stuff down. Shut it down. We shut it down. The George Floyd summer. They get off on toppling stuff. 
They love that type of stuff. And again, Biden is going to reference Charlottesville again today. The same tired Kevlar on deal or, you know, my worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers open overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Luke that's going off in his head. Okay. Do you want to know why they, yeah. their, their claim to the land is? Yes. Uh, they say... Uh, um, it's also been the site of some resentment of Native Americans. The plot mm. had been given to the Haudenos- Haudenosaunee tribe, uh, right. Six Nations from the Iroquois Confederate Confederacy, in January 1755 by John Penn, William Penn's grandson. In the 1700s, Native American groups often visited Philadelphia for diplomatic and trade meetings. They sometimes numbered in the hundreds and visited so frequently that John Penn asked the Provincial Council of Philadelphia to consider setting aside a piece of land for these gatherings. Delegations often refuse to negotiate. It goes on there, but essentially yeah. what they're saying is that this this little parcel of land was set aside for that Native American Six Nations from the Iroquois. Well, that's pretty valuable. Second in Samson in downtown Philadelphia. Man. Uh, but again, it's not like you're saying take away any... Like, yeah. It's William Penn's family's land still. Like, like he, John Penn gave it away, so have the statue of William Penn there to note the greatness of the Penn family, but also note the greatness right. of that Indian tribe. I mean, you could be flip and say, or you could put a casino there. That seems to be the usual <laughs> methodology <laughs> as far as paying it off. Leave Penn's statue there, put a small casino there, and then you're, everybody is happy. Joseph, uh, YouTube.com slash at 12th and WPHT. We're always dining with Dom, right? So yes. they better not remove Penn from City Hall. It's not in question right now. Well, you know, would I be crazy? Uh, Crazed over that? No, not really. I mean, the, the, the bottom line with this whole thing is William Penn is uh, not the figure, you know, that I am most offensive about. It's just this overall movement now. It shows you. Is Ben Franklin next? I, I you know, I, I have antagonism toward Ben Franklin. I just think he gets Oh, come word. on. Oh, he's cool. He's, he's bifocal. Yeah, he's the cool founding father. There's nothing. He's well, he the cool one. He's a misogynist, a womanizer oh, extraordinaire. Yeah. Not that I care. It seems to be part of the charm of Ben Franklin. The point is, they can come after anybody at any time. They're insatiable. Now they have the power with this radical woman heading up the Interior Department. 
Will they get away with it? I would tell you, ultimately, I don't think this is going to happen because they don't want this kind of issue in a state like Pennsylvania. They don't know where it's going to go. The Biden people. And it is the Biden administration that's doing this. How about the White House? Can't be on Pennsylvania Avenue anymore. That's right. Yeah. Well, I wonder how many people that are big time progressives, it'd be interesting, are on lands that some Indian or Native American tribe says is theirs or they deserve something from it. I bet there's a whole lot of them. Uh, Maybe Biden's land down there in Rehoboth. All right. So I'll give you this side question uh, coming up. 855-839-1210. We still have a lot on January 6th. Judicial Watch has the big lawsuit for Ashley Babbitt. They'll be here at 2.30 today. We'll also get the guy who heads up the Republicans in Harrisburg uh, talking about this resolution and what else can be done to push back on this. Bottom line is, you never know where they're going to strike next. And I try to convey to a couple people at Fox why I think this is big here. It's the name. You know, it hasn't happened before where the entire state, the university, the number of things named after Penn and the guy looking down over the entire city. Make the move to take him down. You know, let's see how that goes. <laughs> Come on. If Helen Gim were mayor, I could see her up there with a sledgehammer right now. Like who's running our government anymore? That These are the decisions yeah, that they're making. Well, you put, <laughs> you put radicals in charge of a department yeah. like this, and I don't think they consult it with Biden or the Biden people. Just like, can you imagine the Department of Defense head goes AWOL? He's in uh, intensive care for five days. And Biden and his people, Blinken said today, he didn't know anything about it. So it's not just that Biden is adult. Coming up, too, I'll give you the number one read. Goldman Sachs, they think they can predict. I'm not taking advice from them, Dan. They claim that Biden will drop out after Super Tuesday, citing health reasons. I'll give you the number one reason. Why that's not going to happen, no way, shape, or form, other than if it's so severe, a medical crisis or death, that's the only way. I'll tell you why coming up here with Dom and Dan on Talk Radio 1210. Here's why Goldman Sachs is off in this. Look, they are a powerhouse economically. Everybody in the world, these big-time insiders, Goldman Sachs, so uh, their chief prognosticator uh, is coming out with the other day, all the things that will happen in 2024. And as I said, the prediction, smarter than the room time, Biden will drop out. All right, Biden's not dropping out. Now, I've stuck to that forever, and I've cited Dr. Jill Biden. But it occurs to me it's more than Dr. Jill Biden. Biden's not going to drop out. Because the people that are actually exerting power behind the scenes are not going to get that same power with anyone else. You know, with a Trump or an Obama or whoever actively involved in their presidency, you're not going to be able to grab and make huge decisions. You're going to have to kind of get the president maybe to see your point of view. They don't want to give that up. This is a rare opportunity to have four more years of it as Biden grows more adult. So there's no way, there's a whole cadre, a whole number of power brokers that will not give this up. And they hope Biden can keep on going, if I can use the word going. One of the saddest pictures coming off the um, speech 
not in Valley Forge, but 11.1 miles away, as we kept reminding you on Friday, is to see now they're sending Dr. Jill Biden in there to lead him off stage. And she didn't have him by the hand. She had him clamped on the wrist like this is an arrest or something. And they're going back. There was a backdrop to where he was speaking, and there was an opening to go through there. And you could just feel the tension in just getting him off the stage. So you really think the people that are inside all this are going to want to give up that ability? I know if I were in that situation as they are and have power, I wouldn't be giving it up at all. No, no way. All these predictions, it's going to be Trump and Biden. And people should get used to that and where this leads us, but that's what it's coming down to. The other thing I can see, though, and DJ Dan, oh, he says to me one more time over the weekend, Ron DeSantis is going to drop out. You'll see the night of the caucuses and all. Yeah, it doesn't look real good for Ron DeSantis because I don't think he's got any play in New Hampshire or South Carolina. So hard to tell on the money he has to continue. Could he drop out shortly after that? Yeah, he might. I don't see him throwing his support to Trump necessarily. I think he just doesn't say too much about it. All right, it's 855-839-1210. You get on board AT&T and Verizon Wireless. Uh, you just push pound 1210. Let me give you the side question. Today, uh, Dan and I, after the show on Friday, talking about the January 6th stuff, it was incredible, the stuff that Biden said. And he's going to continue that thread in about eight or ten minutes today, uh, talking in South Carolina at the uh, Mother Emanuel Church where Dylan Roof just murdered people based on racial hatred. Uh, and that's the precursor to Trump. Oh, it was 2015, then Trump came right after that. Side question. Give us some big event. Could be local, could be national. It doesn't have to be historical. For example... The 2017 Eagles, what a sore spot versus, I mean, this team arguably has more talent, but man, they don't have the coach, among other things. Give us that major event, Philadelphia or National, that you remember, that you saw in real time, or maybe you were even there. You watched it or saw it in real time. That's what we're looking for with all this by-play, third anniversary of January 6th. So I'm going to take off the board uh, 9-11, I've told stories on the air several times, Dan. I have at least my top 10 moments that I remember on air and off air. The moment I probably remember the most is DJ pretending to be me and talking to Dr. Laura extensively. And I'm upstairs and I hear this and come down and say, give me that phone. And she was worried that the plane went down in Shanksville. Was I okay? It was the most bizarre uh, moment and day imaginable. Yeah, yeah, and I, I vividly remember that too. And I was real young, and yeah, my, like so. So we're looking for today just those moments that you witness live that you'll remember the rest of your life. Yes, and whether and, that's watching right. it or seeing it live in person or on TV or yep, strange one. I'll give you, and we want to know the moment, not just the oh, say the event and that's it. You know, you got to tell us something with it. The thing I remember from the Super Bowl, because I was charting, is how would Brady be affected? Remember? His hand hit the helmet of another player. So he had to bandage up a little bit. And of all things, they sent Brady out for a pass. He's gone down the right sideline. Had like 30 or 40 yards 
no one around him. <laughs> and the ball was just a hair high. And I think he would have caught it. He's six six under normal. Yeah. But with the hand, he barely dropped it. And I thought at that point, that's a pretty good sign uh, the Eagles were going to win. Even though it went down to, amazingly, the last second, thrown to uh, Gronk in the end zone. I remember uh, waking my, up that morning. It was just, it, yeah. I felt like we were going to get it. Like it, right. it, I felt comfortable. I felt, it almost felt like Christmas morning rather than mm-hmm. something to be anxious about. Well, look who you had quarterbacking. It's true. There we go. Yeah. The great one. Yeah. All right. So what's yours, Dan? Uh, mine's kind of weird. I, I remember just following it very closely back in October of 2009. And there was no reason to follow it besides just, it, it was a fascinating story. And I didn't really know what exactly was going on. It was the balloon boy. Ah, uh, you love that. Story. I love yeah. the balloon boy. I don't yeah. know why. It's something that, for some oh, reason, God. it's one of those moments I remember watching unfold live, and I'll, I'll I remember, remember. Yes. the rest of my life. I, I don't know if it's a side question, but I, I just it always comes up in my mind, man. This balloon boy, and, and on that list now, it kind of it's tied together with with uh, the Chinese balloons, the weather yes. balloons that just floated above us. I I'll remember that. I think too, just tying it with balloon boy and Mama Zioli with Rich Zioli saying, "I think they're blowing it up." I love that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Those, those two moments, Dom. All right, so hit us with that. At the end of your call, we're going to talk with the leader, Republican leader, in the House. He's already got a resolution uh, going on around William Penn. Now, I wonder how many people we have that can trace. I don't know if I can trace the Giordano's, but uh, Representative Cutler says, deeply personal to me, this whole thing with Penn. The first Cutlers came to PA and. 1685 on the ship Rekaba or Rebuck, not long after Penn's arrival in 1682. They came to Pennsylvania because they were Quakers who shared Penn's view of religious tolerance and peace. Imagine they're taking out the Quakers now, the left. Hard to believe. So, uh, Dan, you don't know when the Borowskis came over here, do you? No. Any, no, I'm not sure about the Giordano's, too. I, You know, it's a vague and smick feeders on the other side. Scott's Irish on the one side and a Sicilian on well, the other side. You got some Irish in you. Scott's Irish. Oh. It's a little bit different. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so right. yeah. Yeah. That was one grandma. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk with House Leader Brian Cutler. Thrilled to have him on. We'll see, too. I mean, this is going to be a death match in 2024. One of the biggest in the country because they're tied currently. As far as the House of Representatives, I mean, you just don't get something crazier than this. And he's got a resolution up out there already. Will they vote on it? Will they all vote for it? I mean, how could you be against William Penn, even if you're on the left? Quakers. Doesn't he represent all the right things to almost anybody? Uh, Not to the Biden administration. And does this really have traction politically? I will right, we'll talk about all that uh, coming up. Uh, all right, Dan, who the heck is that? That's uh, Mr. Betts from YouTube giving the history of Pennsylvania to a parody song of Lion King. Yeah. Okay. Sounded all better right. in my little speaker. Sorry Down to your Dana show. We see action moving forward, at least a resolution, which is good because this just broke late over the weekend. Joining us here about the William Penn statue and this whole nonsense that is hard to imagine... They're seriously going to push the envelope on this. Is the Republican House Leader Brian Cutler? He joins us here on Talk Radio twelve ten. Leader Cutler, Happy New Year! Thanks for joining us today, Brian. Happy New Year, Dom. Thanks for having me on. 
Well, um, good action that you are on top of this, and not that you and your staff are not, but there is a, a personal interest here, too. Uh, your people came over only a few years after Penn, and if you can go after William Penn in Philadelphia, I mean, who can't be taken out? Mother Teresa next. T- knock down the statues. Yeah, I think that this entire effort is just completely unnecessary and divisive. Uh, As you pointed out, my family first immigrated here in 1685 on the Rebecca, about four years after William Penn's arrival. Uh, We came through Philadelphia up in the Bucks County and then ultimately to the frontier, which at that time was Lancaster County. Still is. So it, still is actually very personal for me. Yeah, still is in Philadelphia, the frontier, to get out to Lancaster <laughs> County. Yeah. But, um, uh, and this ought to be moved. After all, you guys were able to move the Taylor Swift thing through pretty quickly. Uh, do you think people will sign off on this? I mean, what's the buzz in Harrisburg saying, what the heck's happening here? Well, obviously, the Democrats haven't called us back to Harrisburg because they canceled for about three yeah. months while they run a special election. So that's the first problem that we're going to have to overcome. Uh, I think we'll get a good sense of what the buzz is, uh, though, based on the number of co-sponsors that we get, uh, because I, I share your concerns. I think when you look at William Penn and his history, uh, that is something that I think actually should be emulated. He was incredibly tolerant. He was uh, you know, celebrating a culture of a variety of religions and peacefully coexisting, and I'm not sure what the left would have a problem with that. Right. Uh, according to the document and everything else I've read, Brian, they're saying that, uh, well, they need space there. I don't know if you've ever been there. I have. There's nothing there. It looks awful. It's not a great park except for the statue of Penn. There's ample room to put in Native American displays and histories. And you know what? Here's something maybe you consider, too, and you're in the center, and I'm going to be proposing this. They say a more accurate proposal of history. Okay, this is exactly what we should have then. They can put up whatever they want, and then people that are fans of Penn, there's a museum uh, in downtown Philadelphia I'm affiliated with right across from Independence Hall, a new one that celebrated his birthday. The idea of the museum is religion, the underpinning of the country. Let's see what we all were taught about Penn displayed there. And then they can display whatever they want. That might even make it more valuable. Yeah, I, I think that when you look at the park as it currently exists, as you pointed out, it's, it might not win any beauty awards. So I appreciate the effort to update it and make it more interactive. Uh, but I don't think that uh, that you promote inclusivity by getting rid of something that's been there for a long time. Uh, you know, it's it's important to note also that Penn's treaty, you know, it stood for, you know, 70-plus years. Uh, We were a colony unlike any other in that we had peaceful relations uh, with the Native Americans. So I think that's important uh, to note and that it worked. Uh, So if the Quakers and the Native Americans were able to coexist, I don't understand why you couldn't have two pieces of, you know, history there, two statues coexisting in the same location in the park either. Again, it might even be educational. Is there any um, action to explore here, any leverage over this? And the other thing is, politically, this is the ultimate swing state. I mean, President Biden is going to be here another 30 times probably this year. I would not think the White House wants the Interior and the Park Service to be throwing something in after all the states named after it. The University of Pennsylvania is named after this guy. Yeah, well, when you look at our name, as you point out uh, correctly, it's Penn's Woods is literal, yeah. the literal meaning. 
and when you look at the importance of the state, particularly for a president who claims to be a native Pennsylvanian, you know, being from Scranton, he should be very aware of the history of William Penn. Uh, so I do think uh, that probably the best thing that we can do as the comment period opens for this, we should all make sure that our voices are heard. Uh, that's what we're going to do with the resolution. Certainly encourage all the citizens to do the same. And with any hope, uh, maybe this will be the one time that the federal government listens. A uh, preview for us after the leaky roof is allegedly fixed in a special election. Uh, what we have to look forward to in 2024, all these seats will be up again, right? We're going to go through this again. And some of them, I, I guess the one that I remember in uh, uh, in the suburbs over here, I forget which town that it, uh, it was within 30 or 40 votes that Republicans yeah, lost. It was 61 votes, okay. uh, one seat in Montgomery County. Right. Uh, there were several. Uh, there were several seats that were within a couple hundred votes. Right. And remember, you have you have to go back to the chairman of the redistricting commission. Stated purpose. He was very clear that he wanted a 102-101 map. That was his goal. Well, he got something I don't think he anticipated, which is a tied legislative body due to all the vacancies at 101-101. And as we move forward with that, uh, because of the nature in which the districts were drawn, uh, that will be hyper-partisan. And uh, that is, uh, you know, when you look at the mechanics of it, and this is one of the issues that we raise with the map, in order to have a dozen to 15 competitive seats, which is really uh, where it appeared that the chairman was going with the maps, that means the inverse or the flip side of that coin is that you have 80 to 90 seats in some cases, depending on the political environment, of seats that are completely safe, so that the only thing you ever have to worry about is a primary, and you never have to worry about uh, the views of somebody from the opposing party. That is a recipe for gridlock. Uh, We've seen it in full demonstration this entire session, and I think that's what you're going to see for the remainder of 2024 here. Uh, We remain committed. We're willing to help govern the state, but it has to be reasonable. It can't be uh, you know radical ideas such as we're discussing here with the removal of a statue uh, and really under cutting the history of the Commonwealth. Uh, It's got to be reasonable, and we just haven't seen that yet. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thanks for coming on today. Please keep us in the loop, and thanks for being on top of this immediately. Absolutely. Because this uh, could have a, a good settlement to it. Well, it absolutely could. Um, I I think that, as we pointed out earlier, there's a lot of space there that could be used. Uh, I think that it's uh, very indicative of how the Commonwealth coexisted for some time. I think it would send a good message, to your point, about teaching accurate history. And, you know, I'll go back several sessions ago. I was the first uh, member of the House to formally recognize, and we passed a resolution uh, noting the accomplishments and the the contributions of the Commonwealth and indigenous people. Uh, And they were so grateful for our efforts that they presented me with a friendship blanket that still to this day is in my office. I appreciated uh, you know, their, their showing of good faith, and I think that that is what we can take forward. Uh, that is the best way to solve this. It's not in a complete rewrite of history because if we don't teach history as you outlined, and this is my biggest concern, we cannot eliminate lessons for tomorrow by erasing history today. We've got to have a complete view of the good and the bad and understand what how that informs our decision-making process, as well as our culture that we live in today. And that is something that will stand the test of time. Uh, Brian, my producer, uh, Dan, tells me you had some comments on Penn, uh, how they can address the anti-Semitic stuff going on there. What What kind of metrics would you set up to see that that's actually being done? How should they do that? 
Well, I think that ultimately it starts with, uh, you know, a denouncement of any kind of genocide. That is something that is, I think, widely recognized as being wrong. And I think that what we heard in the hearings was a very lawyered answer and not a human one. And so I think it starts there. And I know that uh, in talking to the board members and, you know, members of the administration, uh, we've made it clear that uh, that is not acceptable. You have to, we have to denounce genocide. It, you know, the Holocaust is not long ago. And, and it is it is something that, again, we need to accurately teach history and what happened and how that happened. Uh, I think that also uh, when you look at the efforts on campus, uh, there has to be a safe place for all students in terms both of, of Jewish and all other religions as well on campus. And that's not the feedback we've been getting from the students that are there. Uh, so I think that uh, those are two positive steps that would go a long way in improving uh, the culture and ultimately uh, could potentially support the you know the institution through the votes uh, which is what they ultimately lost thank you brian thanks for joining us please keep us in the loop absolutely happy to come on anytime dom thank you very much uh, house leader thank brian you. cutler here on talk radio 1210 good stuff all right so that is going to be the cage match all you have to do i predict they're going to take it back because it was doug mastrano the last time it was out in collegeville 61 votes by the way, just let me put this out there because I've been saying it for about two years. It's all coming home. It's it'll be part of Reading, Writing, and Reason, our education show. But they are poised, the other side, to be dropping what they think they want in court as far as school funding. You'll be amazed when you start to hear this stuff how much more of those on the left. Yeah, Philadelphia Public Schools, Norristown, all failure school districts. Just more money, millions and millions and millions. Where's it going to come from? Tax dollars, our tax dollars. All right, so you heard what he said, where they are. Yeah, look, you want to put up another version of history that you say is more accurate? That'd be great. I think the friends of William Penn and all that could put up not just the statue, but a telling of the history there that I think is accurate. You want to put up what all these Native American tribes want to put up and you want to put up there? Do it. At the end of the day, are they really going to take Penn out? I think you're going to see the Biden administration step in here. They realize a lot of the damage that uh, is going to continue with this nonsense. All right, side question today, that moment in history you witnessed in real time, by moment, you know, give us the details. Tell us what you were doing, maybe, and you were watching it, like, and your reaction. Yes. Uh, Will writes in on Twitter, the... Uh... Make sure it's not on the board first. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the OJ chase, he writes, us guys were playing poker, and it was so crazy we had to stop the game to watch everything unfold. Yeah, I remember it, too. It was on a Friday night, so I wasn't on. So I don't know how much. Uh, I get so tired of the OJ trial. You know the reason why, Dan? Because you had to watch it, and I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is you, you have to talk about it. You're on the radio every day. Yes. So uh, I'm trying to think you have of to who. have stay informed, yeah. I think I got Barry Sheck on, and it was nuts. Yeah. First of all, you needed a translator with the guy, and we were in a full argument right <laughs> out of the box. Now that I'm playing lawyer, they're saying, I'm not put, having OJ put the glove on. Are you crazy? Night before, he had arthritis anyhow. He won't take his medicine, and he just hit his hand against the wall all night, and he's gone like this, walking around. So, like, the entire full show was it dedicated to, uh, towards OJ during the chase time? And 
Oh, yeah, that's all people and... did. I was off the air, and I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't pay any attention to what the heck happened by that point. Because I, I had the same kind of moment with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard recently. I'm like, why the hell am I oh, watching this? God. I'm like, I guess i got to be informed I will admit, it. early on, I was surprised with O.J. I bought into it. was just him and Arnold Palmer running through airports and all. I never <laughs> pictured the juice uh, being that uh, out of control. Yeah, you start with optimism on the situation and quickly. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then the Kardashian connection. That's a little under. That's the first time we've heard that name. Oh, I know. Uh, Kato Kalin, who oh, yeah. I ultimately got when I did my diner tour to be there as a guest. We had to have two producers on the dump button because he got a little <laughs> bit rambunctious there. America's favorite house guest. Uh, let me take Jim in uh, Bordingtown, Pennsylvania. Hey, uh, Jim, good afternoon. What do you have, Jim? Good afternoon, Don and uh, Dan. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think this may have been the very first time a murder happened on live television. And I, I remember it distinctly. I think it was a Saturday morning or afternoon. My grandparents were visiting with my parents, and uh, we happened to have the television on when Lee Harvey Oswald was brought down in the basement. Uh, I forget the building or anything like that. Uh, and then he was murdered on live television. And that stuck in my mind uh, pretty much forever. It was 1963. I, I think it was the Saturday after uh, President Kennedy was assassinated. Sunday morning. It was a Sunday morning and I think around 10 o'clock. And those cops with the Texas hats on looked so dumb standing there. Bringing Oswald out in front of a crowd. My God, that is a great one, though. Yeah, that is a moment you don't forget. All right, uh, coming up, the uh, president has started to speak at uh, Mother Emanuel AME Church in South Carolina. Of course, MAGA racist. 2015, Dylan Root, racism, killed people there. It continues, and they're going to do it again. We'll play you some of that, and I'll give you some commentary as he's doing it. All straight ahead on Talk Radio 1210. All right, Dom Giordano Show, President Biden speaking at Mother Emanuel AME Church, connecting all the dots in his view, and it always comes back to white supremacy, Trump, racist, MAGA. Here's a little bit of President Biden. Moments of unbearable loss. On June 17, 2015, the beautiful souls, five survivors and five survivors, invited a stranger into this church to pray with them. The word of God was pierced by bullets and hate and rage, propelled by not just gunpowder, but by a poison. Poison that has for too long haunted this nation. What is that poison? White supremacy. Oh, it is. It's a poison throughout our history. It's ripped this nation apart. It says no place in America. Not today, tomorrow, or ever. From that day, this nation saw this congregation, this community, demonstrate one of the greatest acts of strength I have ever seen. I mean it sincerely from the bottom of the act of forgiveness, the act of grace. It was as President Obama sang from here, amazing grace. It changed hearts. You did something. It may not have happened, but for your courage, you brought down the Confederate flag in South Carolina. You brought it down. No, you did. And you helped the nation heal. You showed what America can overcome, what we can be when we want to be. Okay, well, let's stop here. Now, uh, 
Biden making a good case for how sacred this is. But all he wants to do with this sacred moment is to bank shot it into Trump, 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 Trump. And he's not, you know, how many times people in the media got to uh, ask him whenever there's or Biden surrogates. It's not just Trump. You're talking about Trump supporters, widespread support. They're all racist. They're all white supremacists. Or they're dopes that they don't understand that. And and is that the argument? So it's not just about Trump. All right, let's just stipulate for a moment. Trump, let's put that aside. What are you saying about the Trump supporters? This should be asked. And taking something this sacred and just um, messing it up to continue this train of thought, when there is no train of thought with this guy, but his speech writers, that that's what we're facing again with Trump. Why does Trump have such support then? Because there's so many haters in America. Yes, Dan. I, I just want to underline, if you happen to be a, a centrist kind of yeah. listener or a left-leaning right. listener, and you hear us complain about uh, identity politics right. and trying to make people just vote through hate, uh, this is the prime example. This is the start of the campaign here. And, and just re- remember this. Remember this for the next couple of months, that when you hear about all this hate, all this division between people, the one driving stakes is people like this, like Joe Biden, who are trying to, and he, he specifically states, oh, you know, this led to us getting the Confederate flag removed from the state. Mm-hmm. What Was that not Nikki Haley that did that? Nikki Haley was a large part. Nikki Haley was the one that put political capital on the line, so to speak. I mean, yeah. it's easy on the Biden side. They were for years trying to get the Confederate, and I'm not going to go through that whole thing and die in a hill with the Confederate flags yeah, but... and, and all the rest, but you're right. And he's taking something. He's right about this congregation. They welcome this guy in. He killed them, and they still uh, preach forgiveness. What in the world does that have to do with Trump supporters? Because it's not just about Trump. You're saying this about Trump supporters, and you're saying this poison is in them. Let's hear a little bit more about it. I'm deeply humbled to speak from this same pulpit, my friend, and he was a friend, Reverend Pinkney, spoke from We all miss him, none more than his family in this congregation. But just as all the families of the Emanuel Nine miss the pieces of their soul that they lost that day, we also have been together at moments of unbearable loss for my family. Two days after the service of Reverend Pinckney, my son and I, my surviving son and I, came back. My family worshiped with you. Here's Sunday service to show our solidarity. But my family also needed to be healed. We didn't even realize how badly. Just 22 days before we had buried my son, Bo. All right, let's stop it here again. Let's stop it here again. How many times is he going to use the good son? How many times does he go (laughs) to the well on this? By the way, uh, Fox reporting, and I didn't see this, Dan. I don't know if you heard it. There was a scrum there. Pro-Palestinian protesters interrupted the speech. So Biden is glomming on to something sacred. These pro-Palestinian nut mobs glomming on to a church that should be recognized for what they did throughout all this for their hateful message. Yeah, it is their hateful message. They're supporting Hamas. They're supporting all that nonsense. They're anti-Semitic, anti-Israel, anti-up and down the line. And they interrupt this guy, which is maybe in some cosmic way a comeuppance of him. 
glomming on to something sacred. Of course, then bank shotting to his son throughout this endless, endless, endless. What else do they have, though? Uh, Coming up, I'll tell you a little bit more about this. We'll dip in if there are moments here to make a point or two. And um, now his people have a new chart out on inflation saying, yep, it's coming where consumer sentiment says, oh, we get it now. Our wages are better than inflation. So who really cares about inflation? And they're predicting that within the next six months, that's where America would be. Does FanDuel have that, by the way? I'd like to bet on that. And and that's not even a parlay. It's like a 15-leg parlay short winner here with Joe Biden on the other side. A chart saying, yeah, this is how consumer sentiment changes once they realize how well Biden has done with the economy. All those macro things in the world don't matter. People look at their own finances. They look at stuff and they go, oh, my God, could it really cost that much? Yeah, and it will continue to cost it. All right, Dom and Dan, get in on the side question, too, here on Talk Radio 1210. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.